How are you? Pretty good. And so today we're talking about biotechnology and particularly your ventures into biotech. Could you tell us a little bit about them, how you got involved with them, and what it is exactly you do? Yeah, so I'm the co-founder of uh, digital media in biotechnology called labiotech.eu. Um, so we're writing stories about biotech companies, biotech innovation, and the business. Um, just about about it, but in Europe. So we're covering the whole European field. I started as a student in biotech, in fact. So um, I started uh, six years ago my studies of biotechnology engineering in France. And then I was really, really curious about, about the, the field. And in France, there was no digital media for biotechnology, so I started with with a um, with a friend from from university. We started together by creating a small blog about biotechnologies uh, in French. And yes, it was really cool entrepreneurial project, and we became yeah a bit famous in France, this little community in France. And last year, last year our studies finished. And we decided to, to look for some business opportunity, uh, doing something more than just just a blog. And we have seen the same problem uh, in Europe. There is no digital media for biotechnologies. Uh, so we just decided to, to, to try it. And since one year, we, we are editing the website, labiotech.eu, and it's working quite well. We have now more than 15,000 unique visitors per month. And squaring a lot agreements. You saw a need for a hub for biotech companies. Yeah, yeah. And I can certainly agree on that because even though there's a lot of innovation going on right now, who gets exactly. publicity is more or less hit or miss, or who has the money to make the press releases. <laughs> yeah, um, I think yeah that's part of the problem. Maybe you have you have the big farmers, uh, big pharma pharmaceutical groups with a lot of power, press power, uh, a lot of money. So yeah, they have big big coverage. But um, the problem also is maybe that the the main the general public um, is not really aware of what's behind biotech because, um, for example, I, I live in Germany and when you talk about biotech, for everybody is GMOs and GMOs are seen as evil like Monsanto and, and their friends. Um, but in fact, for me, biotech is more like the the, the next therapeutic, the next drug against cancer, against, against Alzheimer's. So maybe it's also more um, a general image of the field, which is lacking, more than just um, a question of money. Yeah. Definitely. I would not have really pegged the Germans as terribly anti-GMO because the stereotype <laughs> here in America is that very pro-science and precise engineer types. Yeah, they, are, they, they are pro-science, but really against GMOs, I can tell you. 
Oh, disappointing. But of course, we both know that's a very small part of what biotech is about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the best part. That's that's the main the main problem. So this is something that I talked about that I've talked about repeatedly with life extension enthusiasts and with Liz Parrish about gene therapy mm. that people have these perceptions of these things as being monstrous or unnatural or they're just totally clueless yeah. about them and have no idea they even exist. Yeah, maybe that's more the problem. Um, gene therapy is not is not creating monsters, it's saving lives mainly. So, um, for example, you, you already have some gene therapies already used in hospitals um, for clinical trials or even some are already marketed. Um, and it is just about curing some uh, deficiencies uh, in, in patients. So it's it's really great. It's not uh, it's not uh, making a superhuman or any, <laughs> anything like this. Of course, you have some. You you can have some some issues with with ethics um, if we if we don't have any rules. But right now, you have so much rules around new therapeutics and especially gene therapy. Um, before putting a drug or, or a therapy on, on the market, you have to to pass the test of the the FDA in the US and the EMA in, in Europe. It's it's really a hard hard journey for for the drug makers, and you have a lot of risk to to fail because the, the restrictions and the the efficacy need to be proved. The toxicity the toxicity need need to be prove also you need to prove there is no toxicity uh, extra so it's really a, a long journey and i don't think uh seeing monsters or anything like this will be really soon something that i would like to ask you your perspective frequently yeah. in the past i we've i've talked to some of my guests about the fda and about its rules and regulations being prohibitive <clears throat> by comparison are other health agencies more lax or less um if you compare fda and ema in europe i can that's the, the, the two 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 associations i know i think it's quite the same uh, in terms of of prohibition um then if you compare with emergent countries like China, for example, or India, then it could be really, really different. Um, I made a trip in, in Shanghai, for example, and there it's really, it's, it's changing. Now you have more and more restriction for, for the drug, um, drug put in the, market, in the Chinese market. So it's, it's improving a lot. But if you go to India, it's completely different. Um, and it's, the problem is, um, for example, the Indian government is trying to, to avoid patents, existing patents. So, for example, uh, there was some case, some Indian manufacturers um, have done a biosimilar, so a kind of generic drug for, for, for a biological drug. 
and it has been approved in India, but the patent was still running. So there was an existing patent from a, a US company. And the Indian government just said, sorry, but fuck this patent and we, we just put this drug on the market. We don't care. Uh, so that's that's really, really different from the FDA. The FDA will never do this, you can be sure. Um, and now the, the, the consequence is that drug makers are, are avoiding the Indian market. So you can see the that's two different worlds. But if you take Europe and US, you can be sure it's quite the same. Yeah. It sounds about right. Major deviations, both first world countries, both share many major pharmaceutical companies because a couple of them are stationed in Europe and a couple of them here in the U.S. Beauty yeah. of multinational conglomerates. Now, there must be a few trends in biotech that you are especially excited about and a few companies yeah. you're probably very fond of. Yeah. Yeah, right now I think um, there is a really big topic that's uh, immunology. So it's basically improving your own immune system. Yeah, I will start again. So I was saying um, the, the the trendy topic right now is immunology. Uh, it's it's basically uh, making your your own immune system. Um, fighting against disease like cancer, can cancer cells, and yeah, you have you have really uh, a hype around around this field. Some some people are talking even about uh, a bubble, market bubble around this field, because you have companies raising millions, hundreds of millions in the Nasdaq and in some Euro European marketplace. Um, but um, apart this. this Problem of financial financial bubble. The the innovation behind this is it's huge. It's you, you have to imagine that your your own body will be able to to fight against cancer. That's really great. And so that's that's one big big topic. And recently there was a, a new discovery called CRISPR. Um, it has been discovered by, by two uh, two scientists, two women scientists, and CRISPR is a new tool to edit genes, but in a really efficient and really easy way. It's like having real scissors to cut your DNA. It's, it's awesome, um, and thanks to this to this innovation, a lot of laboratories all around the world are able to to, to Play with genes to make new new constructions, new therapeutic constructions, really, and it's really the beginning. So right now we don't really know what will happen. But, uh, the field the field is really emerging, and you have already, let's say five five startups, who are working around this around this technology, and they are they are really under the spotlight right now. So it's great. And CRISPR. <laughs> Well, that might deserve its own podcast, but yeah. <laughs> I asked about I you asked should. about specific I... technologies, emerging technologies, but also about specific companies. Yes, yeah, so companies. 
Okay, you want my personal point of view of how the, the objective? No, personally, I really like a company from Germany. It's called CureVac, and they are doing something really great. They are working with uh, messenger RNA um, to develop therapies. So um, I don't know. I will make just a, a, a brief uh, explanation of what is messenger RNA. But you have your DNA, which is which is coding for a messenger. It's your RNA. It's a molecule giving the message, and then this uh, RNA will be transformed into a protein, and the protein will do a lot of different stuff in your body. Um, there are, for example, enzymes, hormones, etc. And since decades, the pharmaceutical industry is working with proteins. They produce proteins to cure to cure your body. And this this German company, CureVac, they are using um, the messenger RNA, and they deliver it directly to your to your body, and then your body will produce the protein. So imagine that this messenger RNA is really a, a really small molecule, and it's really cheap to produce, and really efficient when you deliver it directly. You, you deliver it, and then your body is, is making the cure by itself. Um, so that's that's cure by, That's what they are doing, and they are some uh, drug candidates already in oncology, but they have also um, a collaboration with the Bill and Melinda Gates uh, Foundation to develop some uh, vaccines against HIV, against other um, other uh, viruses, and yeah, they are doing quite well right now. And RNA itself is a booming field of study. We finally yeah. realized, yeah. hey, this stuff is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's it. If you take another example, it's Moderna Therapeutics. It's really well known right now. It's one of the of the company which raised the the, the biggest uh, round of money uh, ever in the biotech field, mm. and they are doing the same as CureVac, quite the same for the technology. Um, except that they are in a, in a really early stage. They are in, in preclinical stage, meaning they are, they are working with animals. And CureVac is already working on humans. Some humans are already receiving this, this therapy. Um, so yes, you have really also hype around this, this technology. And yeah, the reason is also doing a lot of, of decades scientists thought that the mRNA was too fragile to, to be to be used uh, as a as a therapy they think uh, because uh, the mRNA can be really easily destroyed when it's in the nature these companies find find some way to protect really the mRNA that's why now you have a lot of new innovations in this field and are there any others sorry any other personal picks of yours? Um, then yeah, I like one of the the, the French French biotech called uh, Selectis. They are they are working on on CRISPR, um, but also working on other um, gene editing tools 
similar to CRISPR. And yeah, their, their, their story is interesting. Um, in the beginning, Sectis was working on, on um, it was called tal Talents. It, it was like the CRISPR, but another kind of, of gene editing tools. And when CRISPR uh, appeared, they were really in a, in a bad position because everybody was talking about CRISPR and nobody was was uh, caring about the talents anymore. Um, and and since they, they managed to change to change their, their strategy to work with with new uh, therapies. To in fact, they, they prove that with their tool, the talents they can they can also uh, do immunology therapeutics, uh, the thing I I, I speak about uh, earlier, and they they also shown that they have a real advantage with uh, with that technology, and now the company was uh, maybe I don't know more than one billion euros and it's it's uh, publicly traded on the Nasdaq. And it's a really um, nice story. I like this story. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, actually, there is something that we can uh, talk yeah. about. Two other things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two things that are consistently in the news are bioprinting, tissue fabrication, mm -hmm. and yeah. stem cells. Yeah. Yeah, yeah about bioprinting, uh, I, I think that's really interesting because you don't need animals anymore and that's great because killing animals okay it's 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 a hot topic uh it's necessary for the moment um because we cannot we cannot try anything everything on on humans um especially in in early phase of uh, drug development for example so the bioprinting for me it's it's could really help um, avoid avoiding the, the test on animals. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about drug development, but also in cosmetics, that will be a huge improvement because trying some uh, lipstick on, on on chimpanzees, I think it's horrible. So um, we can really improve this. And for example, there is uh, L'Oreal, the, the French uh, cosmetic makers. They, they have a collaboration with Organovo. It's a uh, company based in California, I think. San Diego. And maybe San Diego, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they are doing a, a 3D printer for, for skin. They are printing skin. And L'Oreal wants this, of course, to try, to try its product. And that's really great. Um, so, yeah, bioprinting, that's a really cool topic, I think. And, and the next was stem cells, yeah. Uh, so about stem cells, I don't know, it's more complicated. That's a field where you can have really huge disruptive innovations. Imagine that if you have a heart failure, you can you can build up a new a new heart, I don't know, in, in a few hours that could be so great. But um what we have seen is that Clinical trials results are not really good. Um, it's still it's still really hard to uh, to have a really real proof of concepts. 
Um, they, they already tried to do some something, especially with the, the heart failure, and with it were, were not so good. So, and I'm not I'm not really an expert of this topic, so I can I cannot tell what will happen in this field. But um, I think maybe in twenty yeah twenty years that will be the the trend, but not not yet. And it falls under the broader umbrella of regenerative medicine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, in, in regenerative medicine, you also have more, more easy way, um, and we have we have a lot of a lot to learn also in in this field. I think compared to other fields, where if you take the immunology, for example, we are I think we are really more advanced than regenerative medicine. But that's that's in my my opinion. <laughs> There's also the side, the financial side of biotech, namely raising yeah. capital for a company. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a critical step for, for a biotech <laughs> company. Uh, the problem is when you want to, yeah, let's talk about biotech working in, in drug development. When you want, want to work on this topic, you need huge amount of resources because you need to uh, set up a laboratory. It's really expensive. You need people with a really high level, uh, with a PhD uh, in biology, in chemistry. So these people are also expensive, and you need to fail a lot before <laughs> before having good results. And failure is always expensive. So that's basically why the biotech companies are burning a lot of cash during a lot of years, usually 10 years. Um, and yeah, that's also another point. Um, putting a drug on the market takes 20 years. So imagine during 20 years, you have to burn cash. Like every day you're burning cash without any, any revenues. So you need uh, a huge amount of money to do this. And the only solution is to raise money. And the, the venture venture capitalists are really really important field um, because it's basically your only way to survive uh, during the first years. Then you can go public. It's a new a new a new uh, source of cash. And then if you if you're lucky, you can you can put a drug on the market with usually with a, in collaboration with a big pharma. Um, that's that's a typical um, typical trip of a biotech company. So, yeah, cash is really important in biotech. <laughs> well, sometimes we have to go the roundabout way when we are stating simple truths. Money does <laughs> matter, and it's good to have a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in, in in this field especially. Um, and it's at the end, it's to cure people. So, of course, money. But then, when you think about the, the benefits for for people, it's there is no price. Exactly, and hopefully, websites like yours raise public awareness, and people yeah feel compelled to invest yeah. and educate themselves. Exactly. And it's really, 
This field is so cool. <laughs> Everybody should be aware of biotechnology. It's really, really cool. You have so much innovation, so much um, new, new project, new ideas. It's sometimes it's it's crazy. Yeah. All right. And let us get off the record. Oh. Okay. Oh. 